This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host timmy abbafe the Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino on this Saturday after Thanksgiving. This mm. is the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Femi Bebefe, Michael Lombardi out in the great state mm. of New Jersey. Michael, you still working through those leftovers? How are we doing this weekend, man? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot to go through. I can't imagine you're not either. I mean, (laughs) it's hard to get through them all. It's hard to get Uh through them all, but it's enjoyable. There's nothing like turkey sandwiches, especially if you got really good bread and, you know, you got the leftover cranberry sauce. I mean, why not? If not now, when, Femi? I mean, you got to enjoy it, right? 100%. Oh, I'm going to enjoy some later on after the show. (laughs) I'm going to go home and enjoy some. Of course you are. Watch a little Ohio State Michigan. (laughs) I mean, you got to watch the Cowboys to dominate. I mean, you were on a roll. You were. I didn't even notice. Was Twitter Femi out? I didn't see. Was he out? Yes, on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Twitter Femi was replaced by Bourbon Femi on Thanksgiving Day. I got it. Good. That's. <laughs> it's always good to take the phone out of your hands yes. when you're drinking a little bourbon. Yes. I, yes. That's a smart play right there, Mr. Femi. Congratulations yep. on that. You, as I always would tell my sons, and now I tell Bill Berman's daughters, you got to think three times. Don't think twice. Think three times. <laughs> and you did. Congratulations. There we go. So yeah, it's, it's one of our pro tips there. If, you, if, if you're getting into the uh, to the fun stuff, maybe put the phone down and and, and not think three times. It. Exactly, think three times. But it was a fun Thanksgiving though, and we have a fun show on deck for you guys over these next couple of hours. Tim Murray, host of Vsin Prime Time, and also the Vsin College Football Betting Podcast, he will join us in 15 minutes as he gives out his plays here for the College Football Card. He's got a bet in Michigan, Ohio State, as does our buddy Matt Humans, who will be joining us in the second hour, 11:30 Eastern, 8:30 Pacific Time. Host of Vsin tonight and co host of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. And we'll, of course, talk some NFL, the Thanksgiving, the Black Friday games a little bit later on this hour. But we do have to start with the game, Michael. The stakes mm. always high when Ohio State and Michigan do battle. This one be in Ann Arbor. And right now, looking at the betting market, the Michigan Wolverines are down to three-point favorites. Total sitting at 45 and a half year. What do you think of the game with the Big Ten East title on the line? 
Well, I, I think this is a contrast in styles, and you can almost sense that Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, is offended deeply by being called soft. I mean, it goes back to when Lou Holtz called him soft, you know, on the Pat McAfee show when they were doing that, you know, when he did yep. that. So this is truly a battle of two te- one team that wants to prove they're not soft and the other team that has an arrogance to them about their toughness. And it's well-deserved arrogance. Don't get me wrong. I think that that's the game. And so it's, it's, it's really perfect to play this game and at cloudy weather, noon, kind of chilly, but not too bad. And it's going to come down to which defense can ultimately force the other offense to play left-handed and who has a well-rounded offense. I think, to me, when I watch Michigan, I I wonder when they're going to unleash J.J. McCarthy. When are they going to let him kind of participate, really, in the game plan? You know, and if he does that, he's the better quarterback on the field and they'll win the game. Why do you think they haven't unleashed him? Is this just because they haven't had to do it? Or is it like they yeah. don't believe that? You think it's more so just like, hey, why do we even take on the risk? Let's just run the ball down these teams' throats? I think if you're a head coach, I think you always are looking distantly into the future about what do you have to do with your team to beat the best teams? I mean, I think Nick Sariani at the, at the Eagles and Kyle Shanahan at the 49ers, they've got to sit there and say, okay, you know, even though we're preparing to play Buffalo this week and we played Seattle on Thursday night, what do we have to do to beat the, each other, right? What, what kind of game do we have to make sure we're capable of playing? And you leave that and you practice that. And there's always an opponent that you have to practice during the season that you're not pr- playing that weekend. And I think that's where Michigan is. I would be surprised if McCarthy didn't have a good day today. You know, and I think that's going to be the key to the moment. I mean, it's going to come down to can they throw the football effectively against a defense that has really been the key to, you know, we know Ohio State gets all the credit, but, you know, they have the second ranked defense in the country at Ohio State, you know, and so their relative scoring defense is the best in the country. So I think this is what it's going to come down to. And I could see why everybody wants to play the under in the game. Yeah, the under has been getting better. Open 46 and a half. Now we're down to 45 and a half, even 45 in some places here. And from a betting perspective, I find this nugget really, really interesting because usually we don't see the Ohio State Buckeyes as underdogs in conference game. In fact, Michael, they have been favored in 43 straight games against Big Ten teams entering this week. Now playing the underdog role are the Buckeyes. They were favored last year in this game. They got out physical and out, out toughed against Michigan. They got they were favored in the game two years ago in Ann Arbor and Michigan beat them up pretty good here but the betting market all throughout this year is sort of kind of liked ohio state in this spot i think about two months ago this was i think want to say michigan six six and a half now we're sitting here at three to where like do you think there's a little bit of value laying the three with michigan or is this a game that ohio state is 100 live and it's gonna be kind of a coin flip result I mean, you know, I have a, I have kind of a, a, I have a right and left brain game here because I'm rooting for Michigan because I, I was there on campus and, you know, I watched their team and I, this is a different Michigan team as I've said to you many times this year. This is a team that wears you down. I mean, last year was they were good, but they didn't have these kind of games where. 
they blow out the opponent and just dominate the game, right? Yeah. I mean, this this is, you know, Indiana would give them trouble. Michigan State often gave them trouble. Purdue would give them trouble. None of that. I mean, you look at the Penn you look at the Penn State score and you say, well, it was close. Both teams played Penn State about the same. Not really. When you consider they didn't even attempt to pass in the second half at State College. Think about that. Right. And I just think to me, the dominance of what they've been able to accomplish this year makes them a little different. I think they're different in a better way. I don't think Ohio State's as good as they've been in the past. So I I would lay the points here. But again, you know, these are rivalry games that oftentimes come down to a play here and a play there. And it's always so close. So you're often better taking the points. Yeah, no, it feels like, like taking the points when it's north of a field goal is probably the smart move. Now it, when it's sitting at three, I don't know if I can get there, but I will say, and I was talking with the guys about this behind the glass before we started the show, the last couple of years, like the, the market movement on the day of the game has been pretty predictive of who ultimately won the game. I, I think back to a couple of years ago when the last time they played in Ann Arbor and people were hammering Michigan. And this was before like Michigan had beaten Ohio State in quite some time. And everyone's like, oh, like Ohio State's just going to win again. And the market was just in love with Michigan in that game. And then we saw Aiden Hutchinson and that Michigan Wolverine team finally break through and go ahead and beat Ohio State. State. So it is interesting seeing so much love with Ohio State as we're less than two hours away from kickoff. I'm fascinated to see where we're sitting here an hour from now or maybe 90 minutes from now with the market. Maybe we're still sitting at three or or we have a little bit more movement in this game. But once again, the Big Ten title, or the Big Ten East title, I should say, is at stake. Winner goes ahead and plays Iowa next week in Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game, which I mean, I mean which is I, I mean, I what's the under that. in that game? I mean, I can't wait for that that market to come. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God, what's that going to be, 19 on the under? I mean, what do you think Iowa's point total will be in that game? I mean, right? you probably said it probably, six and a half. Probably slightly more than how many bourbons you drank on Thanksgiving, I would suspect, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's the market? How many bourbons I had or how many points Iowa will score? I, I mean, I think the team total has got to be like six and a half. I mean, based on what Iowa's been doing. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that next Saturday, <laughs> whichever one yeah. of these teams faces the Iowa Hawkeyes. But it is rivalry weekend. We have big games as it pertains to the college football playoff. Big game in my old neck of the woods up in Seattle. The Apple Cup, Washington State and Washington. Uh, the Pac-12 obviously has been a conference we've been following quite a bit this season. It's been really exciting. And now the Washington Huskies, they have their date set for the Pac-12 title game against Oregon, but they got to get through this game, though, to keep their national title hopes alive. Right now, 15 and a half point favorites at home against our boy Cam Ward and the Cougars. You know, the Cougars have slipped, as we know, lately, late in the season. They just haven't been the same team offensively, defensively. And, you know, it's been reflective in the way they, you know, when they beat Wisconsin earlier in the year, you're like, whoa, something's brewing up, at, up, up, up in Pullman, right? You know, and, and then when you looked at it, you're like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then Arizona went up there and gave them a whooping. And since that Arizona game, really, Femi, they have struggled I think to be able to, to to come back and we know Washington has struggled. I mean, Washington hasn't been able to really kind of get their same dominant view going this, the way they did earlier in the year. So, you know, for me, I, I, I this is an easy take, take Washington and lay the points, especially being at home. Uh, because I think, but then you always worry about, are you, are they prepared? You know, what's going to happen on the, you know, look ahead. How's that? How are you handling that? You know, you got expectations, you know, you're playing Oregon, you know, all that. But I, I, for me, 
I think when you look at the six-game losing streak of Washington State, starting with losing the UCLA, Arizona whooping them 44-6. Oregon, they played Oregon tough. They only beat Oregon only beat them by 14. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they lost to Arizona State. And, you know, Stanford beat them 10-7. I just think, to me, this is going to be a hard game for Washington State. Yeah, I, I do worry, though, for the Huskies that, like, is this one of those, like, exhale games? Because the last few weeks it's been, like, big primetime games like USC, Utah, Oregon State last week to where, like, hopefully they don't just, like, go, like, all right, whew, we got through that stretch. Now let's go ahead and play. It's, like, do they exhale a little bit here and let a Washington State team that I mean Cam Ward depending on how he plays today like this can get scary for the Huskies if Ward is dialed in like he's talented enough to hang within the number no question and I mean we know Washington's defense I mean look Washington's defense is is you know not is in the bottom half of the Pac-12 we know they're not you know they're the top 50 they're not top 50 in America in all the teams they don't play great you know and, and the one thing they're not able to do is their passing defense ranks 121st in, in the NFL I mean excuse me in college football and knowing that you know Cam Ward should be able to if this game becomes a track meet I don't think it favors Washington I think it it kind of helps Washington State because that one shift in t- turnover could be the difference yeah. in getting them back into the game. Yeah, that game will be at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. We'll get into a lot of the rivalry games. The Iron Bowl, Bama, and, 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 and Auburn. That's going to be one that's going to be a lot of fun to watch here. Of course, we have LSU, Texas A&M, a bunch of games on this Saturday. And Tim Murray is going to join us next to help us break them down. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
If you haven't become a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet, we're giving you one last chance to sign up on our best deal of the year. Sign up on our Black Friday special today and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $60. It includes daily best bets, unlimited access to our exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access, plus all our betting guides and best bets for the upcoming College Bowls, Super Bowl, and March Madness. This offer expires on November 30th, so start betting smarter today. Visit VEASAN.com slash Subscribe to sign up on our Black Friday special now. Got five days, folks. Get on it. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. And to continue our college football discussion, we bring in our buddy Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 Eastern time. Also host of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Tim, happy rivalry Saturday. We'll start with the game in Ann Arbor, Ohio State against Michigan. You have a play on the total here right now. We're sitting 45 and a half with the spread. The Wolverines three-point home favorite. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, channeling my inner uh, the game. I'm out in uh, the mountains of Pennsylvania right now. So uh, getting in the elements, the uh, temps in the 30s. So I'm feeling I'm ready for some football here. Uh, Yeah, I do like the under. And, and, uh, you know, I was curious how the market would would uh, attack this because history tells us that this rivalry goes over. I mean, you look at last year, 45, 23. I think the over is hitting this game nine straight times. So I'm certainly going against a trend in that regard. But uh, you know, we have 11 games for each of these two teams, right? And and to me, risen to the occasion on both sides on a regular basis is the defense. I think both these defenses are elite, and I have questions about both of the offenses for sure. Uh, you look at uh, Ohio State getting a little healthier. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg is back. Mike Hall is back, an interior defensive lineman there for the Buckeyes. And, you know, I saw Ohio State up close and personal. Granted, it was two months ago in South Bend, uh, but that was a game where they really relied on the defense. You know, Notre Dame did a good job of eliminating Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, that said, he got a little nicked up in the game. Uh, Travion Henderson looked himself last week against Minnesota. Uh, but I, I think this is uh, leaned in on kind of uh, playing it a little close to the vest. And uh, that's why I like the under here in this game. You know, it, it we got as high as 47 yesterday. You're starting to see that late buyback down to 45, 45 and a half. Key number in college football and, and in all football is 45. So uh, I'll play under 45 and a half here and, uh, and thinking that uh, ultimately the two best uh, sides of the ball, in my opinion, in this game are Ohio State's defense and Michigan's defense. And I think the defense kind of rules the day and what ultimately I believe will be kind of a 20 to 17 slugfest uh, in Ann Arbor today. Uh, Tim, tell me, what do you think the strategy of Michigan will be when it comes to J.J. McCarthy? The family was asking during the break, is he hurt? You know, why haven't he thrown a touchdown pass? What's actually going on? Do you think they'll change this? I mean, because I think he's actually can throw the football and he looks like he's a guy that um, has a future on Sundays. Yeah, no, it's a great question. I do think he's a little bit banged up, Michael. That's been kind of well known. Um, I heard uh, from a couple of people that last week when he was uh, warming up, um, you know, against Maryland, there was some kind of wincing there when he was throwing the football. So, um, yeah, it's something to certainly keep an eye on. I I do think and I'm curious because, you know, I I went on, you know, VEASAN primetime last night with uh, JVT and and, uh, he was he was uh, pulling out. And I actually think he had a good point in this saying, 
you know, maybe these teams have held back some of the, you know, creative uh, play calling just because they knew they could dominate pretty much anyone in their path. I mean, you look at the Penn State game, uh, no forward pass officially attempted. There was a pass interference there uh, that negated one pass. But no, it's a great question, Michael. And, and maybe we won't know until, you know, about two hours from now. But I do wonder if Michigan has been holding back some plays. And, you know, you think back to last year and certainly people have brought up the jokes that uh, it helps when you know the call, the, the call signals. But there was explosive play after explosive play last year. So that's going to be interesting to see if we see a little bit more explosiveness because that has not been the case for either one of these teams really this year. Yeah, maybe we'll get some fireworks out there in Ann Arbor. We're speaking with Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime, most of the VEASAN College Ball Bidding Podcast. Tim, we're going to get to your best bets here in a second here, but I want to ask you about the Iron Bowl, Alabama taking yep. on Auburn. The Tide have been surging over the last six weeks or so. Jalen Milrose playing really well. Right now, they're laying 13.5, total 47.5. Things can get a little bit tricky sometimes with Jordan Hare. Do you see the Tide being able to take care of business here? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you, you've seen the market kind of uh, bounce around around that key number of 14, Femi, you know, 13 and a half at DraftKings right now, 14 where you sit on this Saturday morning at Circa. Uh, I don't have a play on this one, but I, I do think uh, I have been very impressed by Alabama, uh, honestly, since the disaster that was the USF game. Uh, you know, they've, they've gone back uh, to Jalen Milrow. They've seen to find some continuity there offensively. Tommy Reese, uh, the offensive coordinator, there for the Crimson Tide, I feel like is is now figuring out his his quarterback here, and they're utilizing his legs a lot. I, I do believe, though, ultimately why what why I kept off this game, guys, and why I didn't lay it with Alabama. It just feels like that classic spot, you know, at the on the plains. They were horrendous last week. I mean, they got obliterated by New Mexico State. Shout out to Jerry Kill; he's doing a great job there, you know, in Las Cruces. But come on, I mean, they were a twenty-five point favorite. They lost by three touchdowns. They didn't. They didn't seem to have any effort in that in that particular game. But you know, history tells us that Hugh Freeze can dial it up against Nick Saban. Beat him not once but twice at Ole Miss. So that's why ultimately I stayed off this one. It. it just feels like a trap that we're going into uh, where it's, you know, at some spots under a touchdown or two touchdowns, I should say. But, you know, as we're sitting here talking, I think it just ticked up to 14 at DraftKings, you know, just a moment ago. So, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those games that I've been impressed by Alabama. Obviously, it's a rivalry game for Auburn. And uh, as we have a dog barking in the background, maybe the dogs will be barking uh, there on the plains. You know, I mean, I thought the the Hugh Freeze welcome to Auburn to the Plains have kind of as soon as he lost to New Mexico <laughs> State, the Boo Birds came out. I mean, it's hilarious how quickly they want to fire a coach down there. It's unbelievable. You get it's one bad season, game, Michael. Everyone everyone gets fired. You, you get one bad game. Speaking of somebody on the hot seat, I know you don't have this as an official play, but Florida and Florida State. You know, yeah. Jordan Travis not playing. Tate Rudemaker is going to take over the starting job. Billy Napier is on the hot seat in his second year at Florida. Who do you, what do you, which way do you lean in this game? I know you don't have an official pick. Yeah, this is a, another one under a key of seven. Uh, I, I kind of like Florida a little bit. Obviously, they're dealing with a backup quarterback too. Max Brown taking over for Graham Mertz. And look, guys, last week came on the show and said I was I was back in Florida on the road at Missouri when Mertz went down. I thought my bet was uh, was dead and buried. And Max Brown, you know, he can utilize his legs. He's been very impressive. So look, there's a lot of uh, I know there's heat on on Billy Napier, obviously, as uh, Matt Newman's likes to call him, Sunbelt Billy, um, but. I do think that Florida State, 
has a lot of pressure. Not only do they have to run the table, now you've got these questions about, oh, you know, they don't have Jordan Travis. Do they get left out if they're 13-0? and I don't think they will. Uh, we don't have any precedent, any history of this playoff committee leaving out a team, a Power 5 championship championship team that is undefeated. Uh, but they got to take care of business. Look, Florida gave them everything they could handle last year uh, in, uh, in Tallahassee in what was a phenomenal game. Granted, Anthony Richardson was playing for Florida, not Max Brown. Uh, but I, I do think there's there's a sneaky suspicion I have that Florida is going to be a bit live here. Uh, but yeah, not not an official play. But I would look dog or pass in this one. A lot of pressure on Tate Rodemaker, though. I, I think there's going to be extra eyeballs seeing, hey, is this Florida State team uh, as good as they were without Jordan Travis? So a lot of questions there for the Knowles uh, as they head into this game undefeated and knowing they have to win out, obviously, to get into the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, well, not only is it a rivalry game, but the extra motivation of being dropped from four to five by the committee, maybe that gets the Seminoles uh, fired up here in this game against the Florida Gators. How about the game that you do have a play in? A little bit of a late night kick on the West Coast. Cal at UCLA, the Bruins right now, nine and a half over at DraftKings, total 50 and a half. We got about a minute left, Tim. Yeah, I mean, this is a motivation play. Uh, Cal is five and six. Uh, obviously, they, they've had some opportunities to, to get to bowl eligibility. What, what really jumped to me, and look, you can't make plays solely on motivation, right? At the end of the day, Jimmy's and Joe's are out there, and UCLA has better Jimmy's and Joe's than, than Cal. But I think Cal's going to be extra motivated for this spot. You heard them after the game, uh, qu- their quarterback Mendoza talking about he would cry if they were able to beat UCLA. They really want to get to bowl <laughs> eligibility. And then you flip it over to the other side, look, UCLA, they felt all this noise and pressure last week about, hey, we're going to Chip Kelly's going to get fired and you're playing USC. And they went out and dominated USC. So is there a letdown factor for you at UCLA? We know how big that rivalry is out there in Los Angeles. And now you're playing nighttime in the Rose Bowl. It's going to be a sleepy atmosphere. So I think Justin Wilcox's squad's going to be pretty fired up for this one. Uh, you, you, I wish I could have got the 10. I played nine. Uh, there's a nine and a half out there at DraftKings, but I do think Cal's going to be pretty fired up to uh, to try to get the bowl eligibility. Will they get there? I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I do think you're going to get a pretty motivated team. And honestly, guys, on Thanksgiving weekend, you got to have a play in the Pac-12 mm. after dark window too. <laughs> As we put a bow on the conference. Love it. <laughs> As we put a bow on the Pac-12 conference. He is Tim Murray. Check him out on VEASAN Primetime Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 Eastern Time. Also check out the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Tim, good luck with all the bets. Safe travel back here to Vegas, man. Thanks, Tim. Uh, See you, fellas. See you guys. Awesome stuff there from Tim Murray. All right, we'll get to the NFL Black Friday and Thanksgiving recap coming up next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Fun first hour. We have a fun second hour on deck for you guys as well. Matt Humans will be joining us 30 minutes from now in studio to give out his NFL and college football card. Obviously, it's his yeah. college football Saturday 
Rivalry Saturday. Big, uh, That's a fun thing. So we're yeah, looking forward to that. I mean, Matt, Matty's been a busy guy. Flew back from Hawaii. Yeah. Went right on, did two shows on third on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, just dedicating himself to the network. Appreciate him. And then he's got the big thing. I mean, we're losing. Everybody's they're dropping fly. They're dropping like flies in the contest. Everybody's losing. So it's a big one. I mean, everything goes on. And so uh, he's a busy guy. Appreciate him coming on. Yeah, he, he went to go see his Purdue Boilermakers win the Maui Invitational. How about that? Yeah, Purdue, one of the best, that? best, one of the best teams in the country, right there. We'll see if they can uh, right last year's wrong in the NCAA tournament, but that's uh, still months from right now. But right now, football is on the mind, and the Lombardi look ahead is on the mind. And this one is a little bit—it's it's special and near and dear to our hearts this week after the news of the restraining order that is out there with our buddies uh, Hall and Oates. There, oh but, my! Uh, I mean, like everything that's they're going in the news. Up, they're in the. Well, like, we did. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say anything that you wanted to touch on with that before we even get into the Hall and Oates. Well, play. you know, it's 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 been a, a, a well known dispute for years that even Daryl Hall, when Daryl Hall and John Oates played on stage together, they had to have separate dressing rooms. They didn't want to see one another. You know, Thomas Gable over at the Borgata, we would talk often about it. I used to see Hall and Oates; they played there quite often, and you'd go and and he would like it had to have separate dressing rooms. They had a different element. I mean, it was very tenacious then, and now. You know, it spilled over. And at the end of the day, I mean, seriously, these are the most successful musical duos. Can't we all just get along a little bit? I mean, there's they're wealthy because of one another, you know, and Daryl comes out and says, well, he's not my musical collaborator. He's just a partner. So anyway, but but we can't go for their feud. But there's a lot of games we can't go for this week either. Do you realize, Femi, that tomorrow 11 of the 12 games that we're going to watch tomorrow and Monday are three and a half points or under in the spread. I mean, it sounds like a coin flip week here. Crazy results on deck. Exactly. <laughs> that's uh, for, for, speaking of Survivor. I mean, that's going to be a tricky one for those people to navigate. Those of them that were lucky enough to get through the Thanksgiving Black Friday slate. How here. about the three people that put? I think it was twelve people put the Packers in. Did yeah. you think they even looked at the score on Sunday, on Thursday? You think they even paid attention? It just felt like they lost it, right? <laughs> well, I think my guess is that those are the people that had the multiple entries, like that had like six, seven, eight, nine. So where they maybe said, "All right, I'll put like eight entries on Detroit and two on Green Bay." So I think that's kind of what was at play there with those people like i i would be i would be stunned if somebody just said you know i'm gonna roll the dice with an eight and a half point dog and put that my my survivor ticket on that i think that was a lot of like gamesmanship with the multiple multiple entry people yeah well i was thinking that maybe it was just they ran you know they just ran out of options you know that could be the case yeah yeah, I mean, mm. you run out of options, and hey, well, you pick the team that ended up winning there. But I did see that somebody had all ten on Detroit, which uh, that must have been a rough Thanksgiving for, oh. for whoever that was. Oh, ten entries—that's oh, that's, that's tough there. Uh, but let's get into it. Though. The Lombardi look at—we always kick it off with our Hall and Oates play, and this one is over in the Meadowlands there between the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is we still don't know who the starting quarterback is for the Patriots, right? I mean, they haven't discussed it yet. But and so for me, without knowing that, I think it'll be Mac because to me, it, if somebody would have demonstrated, look, we got them separated on the graphic up here. Isn't that perfect? You know, <laughs> our crew does a fantastic job. <laughs> Absolutely. Great job, Elliot and crew. Uh, if it would have been known who's going to be the starter, I think it would have come out. Right. But I think they've split the reps. I think the biggest issue in New England is that Bailey Zappi, who had a brief moment of success last year, beating Cleveland and Cleveland, hasn't been the same player. 
in this summer. He turned the ball over, got himself cut, actually. So there's uncertainty there. How do you take DeVito and knowing that he, you know, I know he played well last week, but there were wide open guys. I mean, if Del Rio was going to get fired, he should have got fired last week for his play against against the Giants when, you know, they couldn't, they didn't cover, they blew assignments. New England coming off the bye, I don't think they're going to do that. Belichick's usually pretty good here in these situations, but they're so poorly quarterback that I don't know if you can go with that. And so, yes, Mac is better than DeVito, but how much? And when you have a game where there's no quarterbacks, for me, it's like I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to play it. I'll probably watch it, but I can't go for it. I mean, let Daryl sing it all. Yeah, <laughs> Patriots Giants, the official Hollow Notes play of week number 12. Uh, I can't go for that. No, no, no can do training order no man. can do <laughs> who would you do you agree with me on that one at I all do. I, I i would not touch that game there's a lot of games this week honestly that i, I thought would fit for the hollow i mean carolina tennessee like, like do you want any part of that i don't i i you know i thought about taking that one for russo and, and i just couldn't get around I couldn't get to, uh, I couldn't get to Levis. I just couldn't trust yeah. Levis well enough to do it right i just didn't feel like he was gonna you know and I don't trust the Frank. I think they've quit on Frank Wright, frankly. I really do. That was that was my motivating factor going the week. And the line moved from four to three and a half. It opened at four, it went down. So if there's ever going to be a team that could beat them, I mean, Tennessee can't cover anybody. They can't cover anybody. So, and Reich's played there before as the head coach of the Colts now. Vrabel's usually beat him. I wrote in my notes at the beginning of the week, Femi, I said, just disregard anything that has anything to do with Vrabel's numbers based on past performance because this is a completely different team. It's the same thing with Belichick. Like, you can't go by, well, Belichick's different against these core players. Well, because they're a completely different team. The, the trends don't work in those situations. Yeah, especially when they have the quarterbacks who they have. And, like, Will Levis is very young, had a promising first game there, but we're seeing the signs of a rookie quarterback. Like, like this is what happens, and yeah. a lot of guys struggle, and he's struggled over the last few weeks here. He can't put together five or six really good plays together. He just can't do it. And, you know, and even when you go back and watch him against the Bucks, you know, he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't make the plays he needed. You know, the, the, the at the end of the game, is when they made the plays. That was it. And so I just couldn't get my head around. Same thing with Jacksonville. He couldn't get himself going. Like they, they, The game's over, and that's when he started to make plays. Well, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's get to your line of the week. Bucks at the Colts. Indianapolis coming off of the bye. Two-and-a-half-point favorites, total 44-and-a-half. Why did this one jump out to you? Because I, 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 there's so much money coming in on Indianapolis, and the line won't move to three. That always causes me a concern, you know, and if you watch the Bucks play against the 49ers, they played, you know, they, the Niners are a good team. They moved the ball. I mean, Baker Mayfield has played better this year than he did last year at any point. And had he played like this for Matt Rule, Matt Rule might still be the coach of Carolina right now. I mean, he's played much better this year. Now, defensively is where I got a little scared because the, the, the Bucks are going to be out two starters, Jamal Dean and uh, Levante David, and they're, and they're starting defensive linemen. Plus, when you break this game down, I mean, the Bucks have not played good defensively pretty much in the last six games. They're one in five over the last six games, and they haven't played well in those games. I mean, they've given up, a, they've allowed 390 yards in the last six games, and they've just forced six turnovers. 
I know the Colts are not great on offense, but they should move the ball. So why isn't this line moving to three? Because I think I think Tampa will move the ball on them. I think the over could be in play here, and I think it, it could be. If I had to take anybody, if I had to take anybody, I would I would take the Bucks here. I think the Bucks are a good play at two and a half. I was hoping it would get to three, and never did. It never did because there's a lot more money coming in. On you know, it's like on our spread here. This is by DraftKings. The money's fairly even. No, excuse me. The handle's not. It's sixty-six thirty-four. Why yeah. isn't that line moving? Why isn't that line moving to three? Why? Tell me why. They don't want to give you three. Because they know that we're all lurking. We're getting ready to hit yeah. that button on Buccaneers plus three. So they that's all it. know that the Bucks are a good play. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because obviously the Colts are favored in the game. Their schedule is not the most difficult coming up here. No. They, ha- they have this game. Next week, they're at the Titans. We just talked about Will Levis and how he struggled to play there. Then they're at Cincinnati to where that game has now become, like, not easy, but obviously easier with it being Jake Browning at quarterback and not Joe Burrow. Then you host Pittsburgh. Then you're at the Falcons. And then you close hosting the Raiders and the Texans. I mean, this could be a scenario to where, like, if the Colts kind of got rolling, could we be talking about the Indianapolis Colts as a playoff team with Gardner Minshew at quarterback? Like, I can't. I can't see it. I mean, they should have lost last week, to, two weeks ago, over in Germany to the Patriots. If, yeah. if Mac Jones just throws a completed pass there, I mean, you know, Minshew. Whenever, how about this for a number? And this is what scared the hell out of me. Why I stayed away from it. I, I didn't pick it in the Russo contest. He picked it as his last one. When Minshew's opponents score more than twenty points, which I think the Bucks can score against this team, he's one in sixteen straight up. Well, when you're in a two and a half point game, straight up matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, and the Bucks can throw the ball. They're 13th in yards passing. They're 14th in average per pass play. Now, they struggle when they get down the red zone like they did against San Francisco, but they move the ball against San Francisco. Don't, don't kid yourself. They move the ball. And, you know, this is kind of like I think this is their opportunity with Green Bay almost being in the race here now with that win. Who's the seventh seed? I mean, could you make a case for Tampa? Could you make a case for Atlanta? You know, there's somebody's going to be a seventh seed that's not really a good team. Yeah, and then they're going to probably have to go to either Philadelphia or San Francisco. And to that, we say good luck. Yeah. <laughs> to that, we say good luck. Uh, real quick, we got 30 seconds left. If you were still in Survivor and you could not use the Chiefs, who would you go with this week? I lean Tennessee. I think it's hard. You know, I lean Tennessee. I, I think you got to almost take Tennessee. You got to grin. I mean, who else are you going to take here? You take a Pittsburgh against Cincy? I, I don't trust uh, yeah, Kenny don't trust Pickett him. in this game. I don't trust Pickett. I, I, I mean, I, I would take a, I would take a good coach at a home game who needs a win that's what in a game that you know he's favored in that's what i would do yeah i mean tennessee falls into that category there but boy the way levis is playing hold on who would you take uh i would take i take the rams on the road against the cardinals that's what i would do all right we'll talk about some deals coming up next betting bargain here on the lombardi line there's no distance too far for the perfect trip Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up on our Black Friday special now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only $60 at VSEN.com slash subscribe. Oh, we are rolling along here on the Lombardi line of the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, Matt Humans will be joining us next segment in studio. Host of VEASAN tonight and the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast will give out his NFL and college football card as we approach rivalry weekend here. But obviously with it being Thanksgiving weekend, we know this time of the year, holiday shopping starts to kick into gear here. And that's when you get a lot of discounts and a lot of deals. Yesterday was Black Friday. We get Small Business Saturday today. We got Cyber Monday coming up as well. So to go ahead with that theme, we decided to try to find some bargains in the betting world. We call in this game, Michael, good deal or no appeal put together by our illustrious producer, Elliot Bowman here. We'll start with the Alabama Crimson Tide right now, Alabama plus 700 to win the college football playoff national title. Good deal or no appeal with the Tide. That's a good deal. I, I, I mean, look, I think one thing we don't, you know, we tend to have this memory of their team when they play Texas. But we it's funny. We give Philadelphia so much crap for not looking great winning. And last year, all we talked about the Eagles were they didn't have face any contest. They weren't resilient this year. They are same thing with Alabama. They're resilient. Typically, they never go through a season where they have to face up. Uh, they have to face tough times and overcome them. And I think this year they have. And Milrow starts out, he's just a running quarterback who doesn't even look up the field to now where he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. So uh, I think there I think I was no question I, I would have a good deal on this one. I think can they do it? We'll see. I, I think they'll play Auburn really well today, not because Auburn lost to New Mexico State last week, but because I think they're the better team. And I think they'll give Georgia a hell of a game in, in that conference championship game. Yeah, I, mean, I guess the only hiccup would be that would they ever get left out of the playoff? But I wouldn't foresee that happening there. Like if, if Bama is a one loss SEC champion, I mean, they're likely to get in. Although I know Texas fans will come kicking and screaming saying, hey, we beat them in Tuscaloosa. Why the hell are they going to get in over us? But who knows? Like, like that's the only hiccup on the seven to one is what would the committee do if we all get the 
chaos and the arguments of uh, the debates that are coming up in a couple of weeks here. Let's keep it rolling, though. The Denver Broncos, Michael, to make the playoffs plus 270. Good deal. No appeal. A good deal. I like it. I mean, look, you know, they're they they've come back, uh, you know, from the you have to throw out the the bad game against Miami when you do their numbers and you have to look at what they've been able to accomplish defensively since then. They're healthier now. And one of the things I talk about all the time is who's your team? What do you want your team to do and how do you want your team to work? And I think clearly Sean Payton understands that now. And he's going to run the football. Everybody wants to give Russell a ton of credit. Oh, Russell's playing really well. Russell's doing this. No, no. Russell's executing exactly what they want him to do, and he's doing a great job of it. They're managing Russell without using the M word, right? That's really (laughs) what they're doing. They're managing Russell without using the M word. It's not flashy. He's had two turnovers in the last four weeks, right? I mean, that's all he's done. And they've been able to turn the ball over at a rapid rate. Seven turnovers in the last two weeks, 12 in the last three weeks. This is kind of how they have to play. And that's why on this four-game win streak, you know, they beat, they beat Green Bay by two. They took the field goals. They beat Buffalo by two, took the field goals. You know, they beat Minnesota by one, took the field goals. I think it's smart. I like it. I don't like it, Michael. I love it. I love the Denver Broncos to make the playoffs. I actually bet them plus 525 a couple weeks ago to make the middle hills. Even at plus 270 right now, uh, I think that's a solid look there. Like they are playing some good football, and the schedule isn't the most difficult going forward as well. So I like. I think Denver's actually going to get in as long as they just keep it rolling. There, big game obviously coming up tomorrow against the Cleveland Browns. All right, back to the college ranks. Michael Penix Jr., quarterback of the Washington Huskies, undefeated so far, has put up a lot of numbers, plus 700 to win the Heisman Trophy. Good deal, no appeal. That doesn't have an appeal to me. I like Michael Penix, but I, I think we're in a two-team race here. All props to you. You saw this Bo Nix thing way before I did. I thought it was a St. Jude's play, but obviously they're putting up some incredible numbers, which takes it out, even though he's throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. We won't talk about that. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I just don't – I think Penix, that where they have struggled has taken him out of it. It has no appeal for me. The, the game, even though they've won every game, I think those games kind of took him out of it. Now, I say that if he has an unbelievable game against Oregon, could that put him back in? Are the votes done by the time that happens, Femi? So I think the, that would be I, my question. I think the, the last day to vote, I believe, is the Monday after the conference championship game. So people will be able to watch that game before filling okay, out their ballots. So, yeah, I, I mean, it has slight appeal, I would say, for right now, no appeal. I, I would say it has appeal because like, I get what you're saying that like Washington hasn't looked good over the last month here. Like they've been kind of like the Eagles sort of winning ugly in a sense. But recency bias is such a big deal with voters yeah. and we're dealing with humans to where if he has a big game and he would have to have a big game to beat Oregon the way that Oregon is playing. I think that could be like one of those like exclamation points of what has been a terrific season for the Huskies. If they run mm-hmm. the table here, I think that he would be pretty live to win the Heisman Trophy. If you think Washington can beat Oregon, I think 7-1 to one is a pretty good price. I'll say good deal for Michael Penix, the junior, even though right now it feels like we have a Knicks versus Daniels race for the trophy uh, as we see it on the final Saturday of the regular season. Back in the NFL, though, Houston Texans to win the AFC South. They host Jacksonville Sunday in what is obviously a massive game here trying to go for the season sweep, plus 235 to win the division. Good deal or no appeal? Good deal. 
I mean, look, they, they played them tough. You go back and watch that last game. I mean, this this Jacksonville team now, offensively, I know they play better. Lawrence plays better on the road, but he has not been. I mean, like I said last week, he's had 23 games of below 7.0 yards per attempt. Like, he hasn't dazzled. They've got weapons. They can't run the football at all, Femi. They cannot run the ball at all. They're one-dimensional. Everything kind of falls on them. Even though I love ATN, they can't get them the ball. They're always in shotgun. There's no lead back. They don't really really have diversified their portfolio. Now they're seven and three straight up in the last 10 games. I think it's going to be a hard game for them. And the way Houston's schedule breaks, if they win this one, they'll have the tiebreaker and Houston has the easier schedule. So to me, it's a good deal. Yeah, we're doing a lot of shopping here on this uh, Small Business Saturday. Yeah, man, our cart's getting full up. I mean, God almighty. I don't think I have any money Who's left. Who's paying this bill? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good deal for me as well. They're, luckily, these are on discounts, and we're hoping, though, on this Small Business Saturday. But, yeah, no, I, I echo everything you said there about the Houston Texans. I think they have a pretty good setup to go ahead and win this division, which would be an unbelievable after picking second overall to win the division the following year. That's a hell of a turnaround there. Uh, back in the college, well, I guess a little college well, NFL with this one, a little bit of crossover. Drake May, the quarterback of the North Carolina line of Tar Heels to be the number one overall pick in this spring's NFL draft at plus 275. Good deal or no appeal? I think it's a good deal. I mean, again, I'm going to put it in my cart. Why not? <laughs> Nothing's been declared yet, right? Nothing's yeah. been declared yet. And so I think to me, it, it is really a, a, a good play. I mean, a lot of things, you know, what happens if Drake May doesn't, what happens if Caleb Williams says he doesn't want to come out, he's going to go back. I, I'm not saying he's going to, but I think it's worth an investment. I, the only reason why I'll say no appeal is because that we're so, so early in the process. And like, what if J.J. McCarthy lights the world on fire in the playoff? Like, why can't he all of a sudden shoot up the charts and be the number one overall pick? Like, I feel like there's because there's so many quarterbacks that I want to see some things play out a little bit more before getting invested here. But Drake May right now, it, it kind of feels like the tide has kind of turned towards him versus Caleb Williams. What was the kind of the, the presumptive thought heading into the season? All right. Baltimore Ravens, Michael, to be the number one seed in in the AFC playoffs plus 200 good deal or no appeal uh plus 200 I think that has a good deal to it I mean we know Kansas City's struggling and they're not just going to turn it on like I, I, maybe Kansas City scores 34 against the Raiders who won't have Max Crosby tomorrow but but maybe they won't I don't know you know Crosby's I think listed as doubtful for the game and it sounds like he's trending towards not playing according to what the reports that have come through on the insider so I, th I think to me, even if they get it back, I, th I think Kansas City doesn't have very many games where they're worried about losing, whereas Baltimore still has some tougher games yeah. down the road. So I would say it, it's a good deal, but it borders on a little bit of a no appeal. I wouldn't rule it out. I think there's one thing we learned watching Thursday's games and watching last week's games is I don't know if we could sit here and honestly say or dismiss a team that are in these cluster of 10, let's say, that can go to the playoffs. I think there's a lot of parity. And what Brady said is true. What Brady said is really true. The coaching, the fundamentals, all those things are not good right now. And the teams that actually execute them are going to be the teams that win. Yeah, it's, it's no appeal for me. I still think Kansas City has the inside track on the one seat here. Last one, though, bonus one. The Philadelphia 76ers to win the Eastern Conference plus 550. No appeal. No appeal. 
You don't have to get that. That was easy. No appeal. They're not beating the Celtics. Did you see the boy the other? Did you see my man the other night? You know, they were playing. They were playing Cleveland. He had no interest in playing. Zero. And then the next night out. they went. Or no, it was the game before. I forget. And then the next. The next. Oh, it was Cleveland. And the next yeah. night he he couldn't play against Minnesota. He has like he does not have competitive stamina. He just doesn't. He's great player, but he has no competitive. He's not going to play all the time. No, no way. He had a sore hip. <laughs> Matt Humans joins us yeah, next. I have a sore hip watching him. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.